I'm Montana New York, your host here at Cambridge House, and I'm joined today by the one and only Nick Hodge, co-founder of Digest Publishing and publisher at the Daily Profit Cycle. Nick, thank you for being here. Montana, thanks for having me. You know, if uh, you're one in a million these days, there's actually 60,000 people like you with the amount of people that are in the world. So there's several more Nick Hodges. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> thank you so much. Nick, talk to me about the Daily Profit Cycle. What can my listeners find there? Yeah, Daily Profit Cycle is a free daily newsletter about all things in the market, really. We focus on how to help retail investors manage their own portfolios, uh, really from soup to nuts, from index funds, if that's what you're into, all the way to uh, speculative private placements in uh, mining companies, which is more where Cambridge comes in, with the VRIC, the obviously. So we have a host of editors, uh, me and my partner write daily content there. And then we have subscription services uh, based on those different niches of the market, uh, help you make decisions, uh, positioning decisions, allocation decisions, and then of course, uh, individual stock purchase decisions. Great. What is catching your eye on the market right now? We just touched on the market. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, um, we're recording this towards the end of February, and it's been a rough start for the, the broader markets, at least in the, the U.S. and, and well, globally as well. Uh, for 2022, you've got the S&P off some 10%, and that's really a function of growth slowing. So people don't understand, I think, that the market cares about the rate of change and that things are cyclical. So from my seat, I see us coming off very high baseline. You remember in 2020, the world shut down, right? So in 2021, all the comp numbers were great. Of course they were, because they were coming off lockdown numbers. Um, and so the 2022 numbers compared to 2021, I'm um, talking about things like S&P earnings growth and GDP, they're starting to slow. So they're still positive. They're still good. Like earnings growth is still double digits in the S&P and uh, GDP is still going to come in at, at 3%, but that's slower than it was last year. And that's why uh, stocks are, are essentially correcting now down 10%. And uh, then, of course, you've got the Federal Reserve here in the U.S. threatening to raise rates, which uh, no investor likes and stocks don't like, and especially when that comes at a, at a growth-slowing moment. And so we'll see what happens here in the next couple of months. But for now, I think it's a bit of a, a risk-off environment. You're seeing gold finally doing better as the growth starts to slow. It didn't really harness the inflation last year, all that inflation sort of went to, to cryptocurrencies and other commodities. And now here comes gold doing what it's supposed to, providing protection when growth is slowing. So I know that's a lot of comments, but that's a, a broad macro picture, I think. Great. Thank you so much. With all that being said, does that mean you're currently deploying capital into the market? Yes and no. I, you got to break the market into, into different uh, pieces, right? So if I'm talking about safe money, non-speculative money, uh, retirement money, I'm sitting in a lot of cash, probably about a third cash. And if I've been deploying recently uh, in that sphere of risk, I've only been deploying into quote unquote safe things or risk averse things like uh, GLD, long-term and short-term treasuries, because I think uh, bond rates are going to turn around. Uh, and then high dividend paying stocks like consumer staples stuff you got to buy no matter what like cereal and cigarettes great um touching on those different uh sectors there do you mind letting us take a little look into your portfolio currently yeah again break it out and let me let me ask uh, answer i guess your last question again uh, the second part i talked about different you know pieces of, of of risk i'm still writing checks into into private placements into smaller companies but i'm doing that on a more selective basis in jurisdictions that i know are safe and in commodities where i think the the price action and the price momentum is is northward and there's a lot of commodities that are doing that especially the critical elements nickel tin uh, 
PGM, stuff like that. So I am deploying capital. I'm writing checks into private companies, but I'm not out there buying stocks in the in the open market, right? So a little bit of a, a bifurcation to that question. Um, and then a peek into my portfolio now. I already mentioned GLD and, and, and the bonds that's on the safe side of things. Specific miners, I've been buying like uh, royalty companies, Wheaton, for example, Wheaton Precious. I've been buying Agnico Eagle. I owned Kirkland Lake before they got bought by Agnico, so got shares from that. Altria is a big, obviously, tobacco company. I've been buying General Mills. That's all on the bigger side of things. Uh, on, the, on the smaller side of things, I still hold a lot of speculations, Com- companies that I view as quality that are either explorers or developers of various metal assets, copper, silver, gold, primarily in Canada, US, and, and safer countries in South America. And then, of course, uh, still sitting on a lot of cash because I think uh, once these GDP numbers come in and we get past uh, Q4 earnings from 2021, I do think it's going to be time to deploy capital into broader equities later in 2022. Great. Thank you, Nick. Would you feel comfortable sharing the names of those precious metal companies that you're currently holding? Yeah. What do you want to know? Um, some of my biggest holdings, like uh, in uranium, we had Azarga, which was just taken out by Encore Energy. So I, I own a lot of Encore Energy. There's uh, a company called Silver Hammer that has a mine in Idaho and that has a couple of assets in Nevada. I own a lot of Silver Hammer. Um, wrote a check recently into a company called BPGM, which is uh, developing a a very large PGM nickel gold deposit in Brazil. And I could name names for a while, but that's like, I guess, a snapshot of some of the the stocks that I own. Sky Harbor in the uranium space, which is actively exploring and and has several uh, partner-funded projects in the Athabasca. Yeah, that's a pretty good schmear, I'd say. Great. Thank you so much, Nick, for those tips. And then we did touch about the daily profit cycle earlier in the interview, but did you want to just redirect my viewers onto where they can find more about that? Yeah, dailyprofitcycle.com is the easiest place to get started. You'll see uh, all the articles there, the publications, and, and, and probably one of the uh, biggest benefits we offer is a weekly podcast where I tell you a lot of this stuff for free if you spend the time to listen to me talk for an hour. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Nick. Monte and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow this podcast wherever you're listening to be notified every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday of new episodes. Also, feel free to leave a rating and a review if you're enjoying the show. Keep up with me and Cambridge House between episodes at York on Twitter and CambridgeHouse.com. See you next time.